Hi, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Goldie on Ice podcast. I am Steve Goldstein, play-by-play television announcer for the Florida Panthers. We talk everything Panthers and NHL here on the podcast. The podcast would not be possible without our sponsors, so we do want to thank them and advise you as you listen to this podcast to not only spread the word, download, subscribe to your friends, uh, but also take a few moments to listen to our sponsor's message. Ken Morris and the Morris Southeast Real Estate Group, Orion of ONA Job Site Solutions, the Sides Foundation, Dave Lister runs it, and it's the fight against pediatric cancer, and BNT Windows. They do a great job with impact windows, so get in touch with Tom and the guys at BNT Windows. All right, hi everybody. Time for another Goldie on Ice podcast as the Panthers get set to uh, start a pretty light week. Uh, they will only play one game on the road and two at home over the next eight days, and those are against three teams uh, that won't be in the playoffs. Well, Winnipeg, I guess, is still mathematically alive, but Anaheim, Winnipeg, and the Detroit Red Wings, the Panthers combined this year, are 4-0 against those teams, and the Panthers just continue to have not only the best season in franchise history, but one of the best seasons uh, the NHL has seen in... um, in some time. You know, there's only been 10 teams ever that have reached 120 points. Most recently, Tampa did it three years ago. That was the year they didn't even win a playoff game. Um, the Panthers, all they need to do is go 6-4 and four to get there, and that seems, I mean, as of the way they've been playing the last six weeks, seems like a no-brainer since they're 16-2-1 and one over the last 19 games and have won seven in a row and 10 of 11. So... No matter how it turns out, it's going to be a historic season for this team. Uh, realistically, five wins probably clinches the Eastern Conference. Maybe not even that many. Uh, so they are driving towards the number one seed and the way the schedule sets up, especially this week. But really, the rest of the way, uh, they're in real nice, real nice position right now. And those 10 of 11 wins, it's incredible they've done that without Aaron Ekblad. The only game they've lost is at Toronto. Uh, Whether they're high-scoring games, we know a number of the comebacks were, or low-scoring games like the two shutouts they got, uh, the 4-1 win over Nashville the other night. Um, This team just just wins no matter how you want to play it. And it was very encouraging Saturday night in Nashville in the second of back-to-backs to see the way the Panthers played against a desperate team that has some high-end offensive players. I mean, Forsberg had 38 goals going in. Duchesne had 37 uh, Johansson was a 20-goal guy. Yossi is the highest-scoring defenseman and one of the best offensive players in the league. And between Spencer Knight making, I don't know, maybe the ha- half a dozen of real good saves and the Panthers overall controlling the puck and limiting Nashville to high-quality chances, it was about as impressive of a defensive effort as you can get of late. And now suddenly, uh, Panthers have only allowed one goal in the last five periods. Last time in the podcast we spoke, uh, a lot of people were getting, you know, again, what I thought was overly alarmed by the comeback wins. Because like I said, in a normal year, those games where they came back from the big deficits, uh, they're just losses. You know, you usually lose 20 games a year in a great year in regulation. The Panthers may end up in the teens in regulation losses. So the fact that this team has... Uh, to borrow the phrase from the coach, the will and the skill 
to come back in those games, to me, is very encouraging. Now, of course, you want to lock it down more as you, you know, come down the last 10 games, then the last five days games, get into that, you know, more defensive mode. And I think they did that against Nashville. I do think some of it is human nature. Uh, it's been a long year. They're dominant. They're in the playoffs easily, driving towards the division and the number one seed and perhaps the president's trophy. And, you know, you, you just get a little bit leaky at times. Um, I, I can live with that. And the fact that they have that confidence when they get to the playoffs, that in games, when things do go badly, whether it's poor coverage or not enough saves, which I think ultimately a lot of this comes down to, um, it's nice to know from a team standpoint that they will have it in their minds. They'll still be calm on the bench knowing they've done it so many times before and they can, can come back. Remember, last year's great series against Tampa would not have been a great series if the Panthers did not come back in the third period from 5-3 down in Tampa to win it 6-5 in overtime. Uh, they, they go down 3 nothing, and it may end up being a sweep. And the whole outlook on that series would have been much different. We may never have seen Spencer Knight play. So, you know, from that standpoint, this is a confident team, and it's been building for three years that they have the comeback ability, whether they're home, whether on, they're on the road, and regardless of, of who the opponent is. So, um, and they're also playing without Aaron Ekblad. I mean, hey, not saying that's the only reason. The first 60 games this year, they weren't always great defensively anyway. Um, and Ekblad was playing. But you have to think, with the addition of Ben Sherratt, then you're going to add Ekblad back, hopefully right when the playoffs start. Uh, you got a real solid six. And, you know, the last few games, they've gone a Forsling with Montour. And that pair has really been solid. Brandon Montour is playing great hockey. If he can play the way he's playing now in the playoffs, it is a huge boost for this defense. And if, and I don't know if they're going to do this, they could go back to Forsling and Gudis. But if they do keep Forsling and Montour together, and then go with a more defensive pair of Sherratt and Gudis, two veteran guys who have been through it before, and then back to Uyghur and Ekblad, you have really got a lot of options uh, for the coaching staff, a lot of situational hockey. Uh, if you're behind, if you're ahead, um, it really puts them in a in a good spot. And obviously, look, they hope to make a long playoff run, and things, things change all the time. It certainly seems like Claude Giroux has now found a home on the Bennett-Huberto line, uh, with those two guys, you know, whoever plays there has been productive. And really, whoever plays with Verhage and Barkov have been productive. Right now, it's back to Duclair. Uh, certainly, opponents in the first round and throughout the playoffs may determine some matchups. It wouldn't surprise me if the Panthers do play Washington, which would be the matchup right now and I still think is the likely matchup. Although, you know, if the Panthers finish first, Washington could still catch Pittsburgh could still catch Boston. Either way, it's a tough matchup, but if Washington plays Ovechkin with Tom Wilson uh, and the Panthers want to go with the Barkoff line, it would not surprise me if, like last year, uh, Mason Marchman was put up on that line at times to deal with Wilson. Um, you know, if you're not worried about the speed factor, of course, for Hagee and Barkoff skate great, but, you know, at times you could put Hornquist, you know, for some shifts with those two guys uh, even a guy like Lomberg at times. So there's a lot of different options. Uh, certainly, you know, if you go with that Barkoff line, and again, this is speculation if it's Washington, um, I think you could take advantage with Duclair there in the speed game 
and get some chances off the rush. So the great thing for Andrew Burnett, and like he says, it's another toy to have when he talks about Giroux. Um, you know, there are just so many options. And then, oh, by the way, you got the 30-goal and 80-point guy in Sam Reinhardt on your third line, who is so good, I think is one of the most underrated players in the league this year. Uh, what he does around the net for this team, inner slot chances, deflection chances at the net, he's number one on this Panther team. And keep in mind, you know, this team is having one of the best offensive years the league has seen in the last 25, 30 years. Um, Sam Reinhart is third in, third in scoring next to Huberdeau and Barkov. It's just been an amazing run. And by the way, he actually has a chance. It's going to be close, but he could actually finish ahead of Barkov in, in, in points. Um, so there's always the option of stacking up that third line. He and Lundell on a third line is incredible or sliding him up the lineup. So there's a lot of different options that the Panthers have as uh, the next couple of weeks. I'm sure things will get more into focus as far as the playoffs um, are concerned. So Anaheim Tuesday, Winnipeg Friday. You can watch them on Bally Sports. Uh, we appreciate everybody watching. The ratings this year for the Panthers are way up. Uh, obviously, that's on-ice performance. The team has been great. The games are exciting, so we appreciate the support. So we'll be with you Tuesday and Friday, and then on Sunday it's an ESPN game, and then we're back Tuesday the 21st uh, from the new arena on Long Island. First time the Panthers will play the Islanders in, in that building. So, And then they come home and play Detroit. So really, the next five games, um, 10 points are available. It would really be disappointing if they didn't get between – seven and ten points and realistically they will get between seven and ten you'd almost like them to lose a game or two am i wrong on that as you head into the playoffs just like do you want to win like 15 in a row <laughs> i'm not sure uh it's always nice to win but uh it, it's been an incredible run since that three-game losing streak when they lost at home to nashville columbus and edmonton the panthers have lost twice in regulation uh really an incredible run that this team has been on and they are just a pleasure. It has been so much fun to watch these guys play. So, as stated last time, the podcast will be more frequent as we head towards the playoffs. Please support us. Uh, please subscribe. Uh, spread the word. Leave comments wherever you do. Access your, your podcast. Leave some ratings, whether they're good or bad. We hope it's good. Thank our producer, Brad Markowitz. And please take a moment and listen to our messages from our sponsors. Without them, it wouldn't be possible. Thanks, everybody. Time to tell you about Ken Morris and Morris Southeast Group. We appreciate Ken being a supporter of the podcast right from the beginning. Now, for all you folks out there, if you own commercial real estate, if you're looking to lease or purchase, call Ken. He represents buyers, sellers, landlords, and tenants. 954-240-4400. That's 954-240-4400 for Ken Morris. He's a class guy, a straight shooter, qualified and knowledgeable. He's the type of guy you want to do business with. And he's a South Florida guy with a great reputation. Again, it's Ken Morris and his group, which does an outstanding real estate job. 954-240-4400. Time to take a moment out to tell you about something very important, the fight against pediatric cancer. And we're doing that through SIDES, the SIDES Foundation. Sydney Lister at age 15 battled Ewing sarcoma and she beat it and she's doing great today. Out of that struggle came SIDES, a foundation formed to fight pediatric cancer, to help fund 
Children's Cancer Research, and help South Florida families with kids fighting the disease. Dave Lister is Sid's dad. He's in charge of SIDES and does so much for those families. So I encourage you to help out. Check out SIDES on Facebook, their Facebook page, S-I-D-E-S. Everything is on there. Or you can also call this important number, 954-594-5763. That's 954-594-5763. Help us, help Dave Lister, and help everybody fight pediatric cancer and help out families that need it through the SIDES Foundation. Orient and Associates Management Group is a prime subcontractor out of Hollywood, Florida. So all of you prime contractors out there, he provides any construction services needed. Call Orient and ONA today at 954-922-8660. Online, it's onamanagementgroup.com. They also handle hauling. If you have demolition waste, non-hazardous material, they handle your trucking needs. More than 25 years of experience, you can trust their professionalism. Again, it's 954-992-8660 for Orion and ONA Management.